Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Suggestible. It's the time of day that we like to suggest things to you. No, it's not. Well, not for us because normally we do this during the day. We're recording at night where we're both fading fast. You said we weren't going to tell them. No, I said said fading fast. Fast. Quick, High puppy. energy, never stop, not even for a second. <laughs> Don't show your weaknesses to your listeners. You're wearing your special glasses that you wear at night now. I am wearing my night to, glasses. Uh, yeah, that make you look kind of cute like Harry Potter. Thank By you. the way, I'm Claire. You're James. We're married. Uh, yeah. Boom. End episode. What else do you need? What else do you want? I know what you might want, some bloody suggestibles. Do you want me to kick things off? Yeah, it's your turn, gentlemen's okay. first year old boot. I think- I'm bringing it back today. Didn't you bring it back last week? Yeah, I'm bringing it back every week. I, I'm just excited for it to be back every week forever. Right, so I think most of the things we've, <laughs> well, I'm talking about today we're both gonna kind of going to cover together. The first one is Frozen. Nah, I brought extra things. I brought extra things too. But uh, the first one is Frozen 2, which is a movie that we've both seen uh, separately. Into the unknown. Do we want me to sing the rest of it? Do I Into want you to unknown. sing the entire song? No, I don't want that. <laughs> I do sorry. not want that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> They can listen to the soundtrack if they want. Okay, so if you didn't know, Into the Unknown, if you have not seen Frozen 1, is kind of like the the let it go of the movie. What do you mean if they haven't seen Frozen 1? Oh, well, if they have seen it. Oh, stop being so mean, you old grub. I don't even know what you're saying. Your wrinkles look particularly uh, stand out to you today. My what? Your wrinkles. Thank you. When you get tired, you get all wrinkly-eyed. Wrinkly eye, thank you. But look, it's a it's a beautiful I love you, it's a it's Despite a beautiful movie. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. It's got good jokes. Yeah, it it's does. well acted. The songs are fun for the most part. But this is a nonsense movie. No, it's not great. It's, you are a fool with low heart. It's weird and uh, no. but not in like a like a strange kooky way. Weird as is in like, did they really think this through that much? Like expanding this, the world of Frozen. So and for the people characters. who haven't seen it, do you want to quickly give it a quick rundown? Sure. Okay. So after the events of Frozen One, it's six years on or whatever it is. Correct. And if you haven't seen it, Anna and Elsa are sisters. I'm also going to spoil it. Uh, one of them's got magic powers. One of them doesn't. Uh, one's about to get married or something. There's also a magic snowman. Anyway, the magic one hears a call from uh, from like from this unknown kind of region that's kind of been blocked off for years due to a magical circumstance which is revealed later in the movie. And it kind of revolves around these the elements of earth, fire, wind, water. Okay, I hate your summary of this already. It's exactly what it is. But it's confusing because the elements – because spoiler alert, because it's revealed at the end that Elsa is one of the the elements. And I'm like, yeah, was that not – did they not – I thought they just set it up. No, they didn't. No, she wasn't. She was the one that brought them all together. She was the heart of the whole thing. Okay, so I thought with the elements there would at least be some consistency in terms of what they are because one of them is a horse made of water, one of them is a blue lizard that makes fire, and and one of them is just the wind. Like what? What What does that That mean? That clever wind. James, okay, here is the problem. You have a coal. Where your heart no, used I to like be, Frozen. actually. Yeah, I, th- I think you have a lump of coal where your heart used to be. 
Because you're the Grinch of all things. But even the things, <laughs> including the frozen even like two. the things that are like that are supposed to like that are strengths of the first movie, including like the Elsa and Anna characterization and their relationship, they kind of screw with it because the point of the first movie was that Elsa was figuring out who she was in terms of her powers and realized that she needed other people, specifically her sister, to grow as a human being and kind of control her power and it was all love and sisterhood and all that kind of shit, right? That that was like the point of that movie. Yeah, right? and this is the perfect extension of no, it. No, because there's a moment where she puts her sister in an ice canoe and just fucking sends her off to her death so she can run into a trap? No, you totally misconstrued that. No, I didn't. Thing. Yes, you absolutely did. So... What the first movie shows is that Elsa has these extraordinary powers that no one really understands in her human world, right? Yeah. And they don't really understand why she has them or where they've come from. And, yes, she steps into being queen, but she never looks that happy about it. And Anna had more of a story arc with her love interest, with, like, going on an adventure and kind of trying to help her sister, and, and it's that beautiful What was her energy. arc in this, in this one then? Yeah, well, well, it was about being a supportive sister about exploring what happened in her past to her family. She was really terrified for Anna, she, um, Elsa. She never wanted her to go and adventure and go out there into the unknown, but Elsa knew that she had a higher calling. And Anna eventually then steps into being queen and she ends up, because she has the heart, she ends up being kind of the lead, like a natural leader. She loves people. She loves being around people, whereas Elsa's character never really enjoyed being around people in that same way. She never related to people in the same way. But that was because she was freaked out sense. by her powers. No, no, yeah, more than that. But now, but also understanding that she was completely different from the people around her, she finally found her place. And also, they finally uncover the story of her parents, which is beautiful. So I totally no. disagree with you. I loved every element of this and the whole connection to the planet and the world that they live in and the environment and the references to climate change. I thought were beautiful. I thought the reference References to love and to grief when at one point in the story Anna thinks that Elsa is dead and that Olaf the snowman is also dead and she has this beautiful kind of moment and this beautiful song about what it is to grieve for someone that you love. It's amazing. The themes are fantastic. There's also some comedy. Yeah, but in they're it. not dead, are they? I really liked the the energy, the sort of bringing in the forest people and then uncovering that secret. I just thought it was it was a beautiful story arc with a lot of deep themes in it, and I thought it really extended both their characters. Anna finally finds her place. Elsa finally gets to completely let it go. She becomes like that was the, her she did that in the first no, movie. No, she didn't. though. she didn't. She kind of she half sort of found her powers, but you you never got the the feeling that she wanted to be queen. I did. No, I got the sense that she mastered her powers and realized that family and community were important. And yeah, this one and she, she goes still to live does, in, but it doesn't ever. It doesn't really. Ever also, they retcon Anna's character no, because the, totally the reason in the first movie that she's like that she's like she's kissed crazy for boys. She's bloody loving it. It's because she's been held up in the castle for however long or whatever. And in this one, it's just retconned when she was a kid. She was like, she always wanted to kiss a prince or whatever. That was always the, the thing that she wanted to be. Also, maybe one of her, their parents is alive because they find the boat. Also, the bad guy is some dude from like 30 fucking years ago who you never meet. It's just revealed their like, oh, my God, it was this guy the whole the whole time. Who cares? Who is, is this ba- guy? No, it doesn't matter. 
I completely disagree with you. This it's, is the it, first they, time we've had a full-blown um, argument about I, a film. I doubt that. I totally, I can't believe that they you They completely didn't fumbled it. Oh, my God. You are insane. This is the most beautiful, and what's Christoph's movie arc? I've seen Christoph's in so arc is, this must sound ridiculous to people who haven't seen Frozen yeah. 2. That means they did really well. <laughs> we've had the biggest but, argument we've ever had about anything on this show about Christ, an animation. Christoph's arc, right, is that... He wants to propose and he can't because he's like... And again, I like all these characters. I think they're really good performances. I think that's a really clever way of, because obviously the next progression for them is to get married. Sure. But right? where's the tension? And so there's a lot of tension where's, in that. Where's the tension? Because he's just eventually going to ask and she's going to say yes. There's no tension. No, but... And then he just disappears for like a third of the movie and then he just turns up at the end no, and he's like, No, that's hey. not true. That's exactly what, what happens. What you is that he's super dependable and no matter what she, even though he sometimes gets it wrong and says the wrong thing, he's always there for her. And I think that's a really beautiful relationship and it shows as well it's so different. I think one of the the reasons that maybe you're, you're missing Christoph's arc is because in so many films for my entire childhood, it has been the woman who has been the support person of the adventurer. Sure. And so, like, Princess Jasmine gets to be like, oh, Aladdin saved me. Oh, you're amazing. Yeah, I don't know. But, that- like, you know, and I just think that so often women get to be the support role. And, yes, their story arc is not – Christoph's story arc isn't particularly amazing, but he's this supportive character through the whole film, and I think that's wonderful. And in so many other films – of my childhood, like this, that's the role of the woman. Yeah, that's not and the problem. I love that they've that's on not it the problem with the character head. that I had. I liked it when he turned up at the end. And he was like, "What do you need? I'm here for you." That was exactly. great. But that was not what it was building up towards. He was like, "Oh, how am I going to propose? Ooh, like, yeah, what are you? Why would she leave you? What are you talking like a about?" Bit he's getting things no, wrong. no, bad. I liked the trying. existential crisis no. of the snowman. Yeah, I know, because he's growing up and getting older. It was beautiful. Oh, my God, this does sound like social nonsense. Like, honestly, it was fine, like, because there's some good stuff in it. But it's so, I just find that the world is so weirdly inconsistent. And the things, there's so much missed and squandered potential here for, like, an interesting universe. They completely fumble it. Again, the powers of nature are a water horse, a lizard that catches things on fire, a woman who shoots ice, and the wind... What? They're just symbolic of earth, wind, and fire. No, I get it. Which I are get the it. elements. What, no. what else do you want? And they had to. And I don't know. Some consistency. It's a film, so they're creating them into interesting characters. Kristen Bell t- um, posted on her Instagram that she thought that this film was a really important and beautiful and very special um, movie event for families to see. And I completely and totally. Well, agree she's with in it, her. so that that hardly counts because this is kind of they're contractually obligated to say these it, things no, about I, these no, movies. No, I know, I know, but I follow her on Instagram, and she wouldn't just say that for no reason. You're right, but you're I absolutely completely right. agree. I it, think it is a really, really. It's 100. Un- people are 100 genuine. And the things in it are thing. really beautiful. I think all of the characters grow in different ways, and I really like the world that they've built. I think it's awesome. Shut up, you old man. Well, I think it's you bullshit. You old Grinch. You're the Grinch of Frozen now as they're well. They're not even properly, they don't even develop You're, them as okay. the, like the sisterly relationship. Here's the lesson is that they separate and the one who leaves to go on her own adventure is right, even though the point of the first movie is that they're supposed to do these things together, but she runs off to to kill herself, essentially. And if, only, and, and if her sister didn't figure it out, she just would have been frozen there forever. Who, by the way, as I mentioned, she just, she's like, okay, you got to go. Just puts her in an ice river and just sends her down nearly to no, her because death. Because she, she's trying to look after But her. she wasn't. She, she, she just sent her down the hill on an ice. You could have put up an ice wall. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous it's film. It's ridiculous. I, I would love to know from suggestible listeners, 
please tweet us or Instagram us at SuggestfulPod about Frozen 2 and what you thought because I think Jimmy over there is totally wrong. All right, let's get over this. Totally wrong. I'm so mad at you now. I'm actually <laughs> mad at you over Frozen 2. I'm mad at, mad at you that, about this than about the fact you leave your socks on the floor in the bedroom all the time. Oh, my goodness, Claire. What a bloody <laughs> husband and wife situation. I know. Well, I'm a- mad at you for leaving the toilet seat up. That's right. <laughs> Do that. Always, always. Listeners, I never do that. Gross. <laughs> Moving right along, can I talk about my thing now? Oh, please. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right. Okay. So you know how I've promised that I will talk about um, a Christmas thing each week? Felt more like a threat than a promise, but yeah, go on. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to talk about a movie called Last Christmas. Oh, Last Christmas. Is that Amelia Clark one? I gave you my heart. Yeah, it is. So it's starring Amelia Clark as Kate um, and Tom is the romantic lead and he's played by Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. And also Amelia Clark's boss is Michelle Yeoh from Crazy Rich Asians as well. It's written by Emma Thompson and Brownie yeah. Kimmings. So I don't know if I've ever seen anything written by Emma Thompson before. I don't know. She's the know, screenwriter. Yeah. And, but she's also the producer. She, she and had Paul Feig did it as well. Yeah, and, um, and Emma Thompson also plays Kate's mother as well in this and quite hilariously. Very good. Okay, so it's it's been canned by a lot of critics. It's got like 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. I went and saw it with some girlfriends and I have to say I bloody loved it. I laughed. I cried. I thought it was a, it was a joy. It's not as good as Love Actually. It's not like an iconic romantic comedy, but it's just fun and silly. There's some really funny moments. It's also kind of touching. And the soundtrack as well is based on who can you guess? Love. George Michael. Yes, correct. Exactly. I just want to quickly say uh, she's written Emma Thompson's Sense and Sensibility, uh, Nanny, both Nanny McPhee movies. She did the screenplay or, or written by really? uh, and Bridget Emma, Jones's Baby. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Really? I love all those stuff. films. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No wonder I like this. I really love Sense and Sensibility. I, look, she's I, brilliant. I, I have not seen Gosh, this, so I, I can't comment on whether or not it, it'd be, be good or bad. 46%, whatever. Yeah. But look, I think there's nothing wrong with like a saccharine, earnest Christmas movie and if you if you like those things. <laughs> it's no Frozen 2, which is an absolute yeah, fun. Yeah, so we're not going to have an argument. Oh, my God. Well, I I, that you know what? Let's, if, I, if I saw this the movie. The soundtrack of Frozen 2 alone is so great. The soundtrack is not as strong agree. as the first movie. No, the music is fantastic. It's, you were listening to it today, I yeah, heard you. Yeah, me and our son were bloody listening yeah, to it. I yeah, know. I I know there's it's some good, good there's some good stuff and and there's a great like 80s power ballad that Christoph oh, does. Oh my gosh, uh, I think that let it go scene. kind of knockoff song isn't as um no, isn't as good but there I think there it's is some great. good there is some good and I like that they tried some different songs in this. 
in the Frozen 2. Anyway, you were talking about um, uh, last Frozen. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So if you just want to go and see a ridiculous Christmas movie no. that's romantic and funny um, no. and has some great performances and Emma Thompson plays a really comedic character, I would totally recommend this. Sounds like Love Actually Light. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's not as good as Love Actually. There's, but I do really like that they've made some really weird choices in the script. Mm. Like there's just some really unexpected lines and some quite odd and strange things. You know how we love that when the pacing is a little bit unexpected, even though the film is is fairly like you know it plods along and it does it has it, so it takes a few interesting turns, but um really you know it's a romantic comedy sure but yeah the the script in itself is quite delicious and I loved it and there's a lot of like snow and it's set in London so it's all like. Christmas in London and I bloody love that because we have like a sweltering Christmas of 40 degrees Celsius I like it. with a barbecue and a salad. So, you know, it's all good. We still do our Christmas trees and um, Christmas puddings. Anyway, very exciting. So that's my recommendation. Onwards and upwards or downwards as as I feel this whole thing is going. Oh, it's definitely going to so go angry. downwards. You're furrowing your brow. No, I'm just getting old. It's my, no. I'm just getting yeah. a permanently furrowed brow. <laughs> You're just turning into an old boot. It's an old true. leathery boot. I don't mind. Called the a Grinch. Called the Grinch. If you were being sold in a store. This is why you like Frozen because you don't understand metaphors. <laughs> I always confuse and mix up my metaphors yeah. actually all the time. You don't understand subtext and metaphors. <laughs> I do. No, what you are don't. you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Emma Thompson, uh, this is a series that we were recommended by a friend, Kerry. Uh, it's called Years and Years. It's It's been out for a while now, though. It's only just been released here on SBS. It's a HBO and BBC miniseries. Uh, and it's it's written by and directed by a lot of it by Russell T. Davis, who you might know as the person, the guy who revived Doctor Who in 2005. Yes, we, um, and David Tennant. Yeah. He wrote the season with David Tennant, did, which he, is my favourite Doctor Who. Not all of them, but he did – or did he do all of them? He started with Christopher Eccleston and then he did most, if not all, of the mm. Tennant stuff. Yeah, he but, also did Queer as Folk, Bob and Rose, yes. the second coming Casanova – and I remember Casanova. That was a David Tennant, another David yeah, Tennant. Yeah, and the yeah. trilogy Cucumber, Tofu, and Banana, which I never watched, I know, but is. apparently he's quite good. Um, he's gay, I didn't yes, realise. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of his shows explore LGBTQI themes. Yes. And the, and and Years and Years also does. Absolutely, it does. So yeah. it's basically, it starts in the year 2019. It stars Emma Thompson and let's just say a British cast. And it's basically a Black Mirror esque family drama. It's like six episodes, it's done. But it goes from 2019 kind of upwards to maybe 2032, 2035. Yeah, it maybe, sort of f- maybe over 15 years. So it takes like things that are that are happening now, issues in society that look like they could become uh, bigger issues. Uh, we're talking like global warming or t- climate change, like fluctuations in general, uh, immigration, automation, uh, election tampering, you know, tariffs and trade wars turning into blossoming and potentially real world, real wars, cybercrime, all these kinds of things. Uh, po- and just like, mm. and it also just tracks interestingly alongside kind of the political instability. And there's very, there's sort of a lot that harks to Boris Johnson at oh, the ab- moment, absolutely. and you know, and his leadership in in England yes. at the moment, and and Donald Trump as yes. well. So it opens with Donald Trump basically being re-elected mm. too. So there's kind of time jumps which I think work really, really well. Yeah, the script is just excellent. 
It's just yeah. an excellently created script. What I find really interesting, though, is even they have those big themes of like political instability and climate change and where are we all headed and all of those things and the world is burning and, you know, just racism and, and they look a lot at refugees and immigration yes. um, and how that's affecting Britain. But alongside that, they have really just interesting kind of snippets of what's happening in tech and in yes. like the medical profession. And, People and are getting their like bodies augmented and things like that. Drones are replacing jobs and automation like, th- you know, checkouts and they have all discussions about that kind of stuff. And Yeah, and it's yeah. quite interesting to see how the tech kind of changes. Like even over that 15-year span where they start from with, you know, everyone has an iPhone mm. to where the tech kind of heads into kind of being a Siri-like kind of robot in the house or like a station, like a Google home. And then it becomes kind of tech that's just in the walls. And they have this kind of great way of moving the story along because really it focuses on one family. Other than Mm. the Emma Thompson character, the central characters are all the lines. But it's really the Emma Thompson character, we should point out, who's like the Boris Johnson-esque prime minister who starts as kind of a joke and she'll say anything. Vivian Rook. Yeah, she's a bit of a a doofus or whatever. But, you know, and the, the, the reason she becomes famous initially is because they ask her about some issue overseas and she just goes, I don't give a fuck, whatever. Yeah, like I want my bins collected from the yeah. council. And, you know, and as somebody like, it's re- it's really easy to fall into that because when I heard that part of me, it was like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Like if it's not happening directly in front of me, what do I care? But that's not the way you should live your life because just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean that it's not important. Or that, it's, some- or that it couldn't happen to you. Well, that, exactly, and I, and I yeah. think the themes of that in this as well that show that the events that start to happen to the Lyons yeah. family, you kind of start to see glimpses and get an understanding of what it's really like to be in countries like Syria or mm. Ukraine where there is political instability and – at one point, one of the characters says, I didn't realise we were in a pause. We thought that we'd figured everything out in the West. Yeah. And actually, we were just in a pause where things were lovely and happy and glorious and we were in a bubble. And now we're headed back into what most of the rest of the world has been experiencing, which is yeah, political absolutely. instability and you know a downturn in the economy. Because that's the other thing they explore is the, the sort of effects of Trump on the global economy mm. and then on the UK yeah. and what that does to the banks. And it's really what, interesting. what I think is really interesting about the Emma Thompson character as well is because you don't, you can't really tell at first whether she is stupid or not, or she's just doing it, which is, which is like a big thing about Boris Johnson is because he kind of, he purposefully makes himself like this kind of buffoon of a human being. And he's like, he doesn't care. But, and he's just one of the people. He's a scholar. Yeah. He's a, he's a millionaire, like, not not genius, but he's he's smarter than you think, and he's doing these things intentionally. Like the I've, there's stories about how if he goes if he goes to talk at like a conference or whatever, before he goes out, he'll like ruffle up his hair. You know what I mean? Like so he'll come in kind of flustered. You know what I mean? Like yeah, one that of kind the of situation. yeah one yeah. of the podcasts I listened to, Annabelle Crab was um, talking about how um, she met a journalist who was a friend of hers. Like he went to Eton College, so you yeah. know he's got he's very well read, very well educated. Highly connected, but he acts like he's he boggles every man, um, and it's a whole act. She said she saw him come one minute in before he was to give this big speech at like a trade, I don't know, some kind of um, union speech was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was. He was addressing tra- like the like a um, like a big dinner where there were sort of people in transport, and so and ju- and everyone was panicking because he was the keynote speaker and he was one minute one minute before he, no one had seen him and he just comes running in, right, right, what are we talking about? Oh, transport. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, I better just get up there. And then he kind of just like ruffles his hair up, gets up on the stage, tie a skew, 
and kills it. Does yeah. this like killer speech and everyone's kind of like flawed and sweating bullets and like can't believe he did that. But then the same journalist said like five years later he was at another dinner of like a different industry and Boris did the exact same thing. Yeah. Turned up one minute before, did the whole act, got in, up there and People see it, it as like endearing and, you know, yeah. and just one of us, but really it's that it's it's clearly seems to be Yeah, and they on, kind yeah. of explore that mm. in in this world. Um there's some really heart wrenching moments. Yeah. Like it should come with a bit of a warning. There's some oh, definitely, really, yeah. really it's, quite it's dark. It's basically like everything oh no, but everything that probably me and you, I don't know, depending on what kind of things you fear, but everything that you suspect that is terrible and could happen like kind of eventually unfolds in this movie. And it's interesting, the movie TV show, it's interesting because it's it's how it's how it creeps in. Like it's not all at once. It's not like fascism isn't like overnight. It's inches, you know what I mean? It's mm. bit by bit. You lose a little bit of freedom here, a bit of there, you know, weird thing happens here, you know what I mean? Like this person yeah. gets in, you know, you lose, you know, this particular market crashes, this war breaks out and all of a sudden you the turn around. The banks close and, and yeah. suddenly you've lost like some, one of the characters sells his home and then loses all the money and yeah. it's just and it's just because the banks close and there's nothing they can do and then they start segregating off areas. So yeah. there are, there's curfews put in place and, yeah, it kind of unravels that way. But I've, other than all of this, what I think actually makes this show is that the characters are so endearing. Yes. You just love them like Automat or like very, very quickly, you become really attached and invested mm. in all of the characters. And they're not all great, you know what I mean? And most of them, say all of them, have they're like quite flawed. Have, you know, negative qualities, which is what makes them interesting, you know what I mean? But it's yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the cast is really great Rory Kinnear, Kinnear Russell Tovey, Jessica Hines, Ruth Madeley, Anne Reid play the Lyons family and Tania Miller um, as Celeste Bismer Lyons um, is the character Stephen's wife and she's brilliant yeah, in it too. Mm. And Maxim Maxim Baldry she's plays grandma? No, he's the Ukrainian refugee oh, yeah. Victor. Yeah, right. And um he's in a re- he ends up being in a relationship with Russell Tovey's character. Mm. And that relationship I think is just so beautiful. I don't know if I've seen a TV show like that mm. that um depicts such a like a strong love story between two male characters. I mean, I, I know I'm sure there's lots of TV shows, yeah, but I, I just haven't seen one done like that ones, yeah. before. And yeah. and I just, Russell Tovey's character is just so endearing and yeah. and funny and great. And really, I, th- I think really if there excellent. is one kind of flaw with it, it's that the way it kind of wraps up, it's a bit kind of like, it's a bit Doctor Who. It's a bit kind of last minute play to save the day kind of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it doesn't really, I think the tone of the ending doesn't necessarily fit everything else that's kind of been going on. That being said, it's still very satisfying. I just, I guess it's not, you wouldn't consider it realistic considering the things that yeah. come before well, it. Cause we've compared it to black mirror, right? There's a, uh, yeah. I would say it's, it's not as far fetched as most black mirror, but it's definitely in that kind of mm, ballpark. Ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess why I'm saying that, that is because um, some of the black mirrors just really end badly. Yes. And they just finish badly. <laughs> yeah. And it's not to yeah. say that everything in this kind of wraps up neatly because it certainly no. doesn't. No, but, no. Uh, um, but I, yeah, I wondered where they were going to go with it because I feel, I don't want to mm. spoil anything, but there are moments in the story where you think it could go lots yeah. of different ways and are they going to make the bold choice to make a statement and say the world is burning and we're doomed yeah. Or are they going to go in a different direction? How are they going to kind of finish this? Yeah. It feels like there's going to be another series, though. I don't. Apparently, there's not. I was oh, looking what? into it. Yeah. Oh, I don't I think really there needs think to. So. I don't think there needs to be. I think it's. I think the way they left it is good. I think okay. that and, and the British kind of are good at cutting things off 
without, without over, kind of over like killing Generally, and beating a uh, dead horse. Always, but beating a dead horse. You know what's interesting though? Tomato sauce, mate. I, I kind of reckon, I didn't realise it was Russell T. Davis and it did feel to me there were moments like this feels like Doctor Who-esque. There's a particular arc of Doctor Who where the master who's like his old nemesis who's also a Time Lord kind of returns and it's it's over a few episodes and it's just like he just gets like beaten down like again and again and again and then mm. there is this like Hail Mary play at the end which kind of kind of like it feels like you can definitely see like like it, you can it, you can feel the kind of Russell T Davis sort in of it in it yeah. yeah I mean I just I mean what I loved about the David Tennant um character in Doctor Who was his the script was so yeah great. And, he's, and he's terrific and yeah, yeah and there's something in this and also they could unloved. bring him back not only through time travel but also they made a human replica of that version of Doctor Who and he lives in a parallel dimension with Rose oh, meaning right. that they could bring him back down the line and it would make sense for that character age in real time because he's no longer a time lord he is Yes, human DNA. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of Doctor Who. Right. I've, I've been off it for about five years all right. now. Nerdy but, uh, mixed dude. Uh, we've got well, we've got time. I just wanted to quickly reference something that reminded me of the years and years because I wanted one more go because you know how we're supposed to get to each. Hey, man, no okay. worries. So I was given recently by a relative of mine a book called Love is Strong as Death. It's just been released. It's by one of my favourite musicians, Paul Kelly. It's Excellent. And it's a collection of poems. So it's actually not – their poems aren't written by him. He's just collected all his favourite poems. He's just stapled a bunch of stuff together. No worries, no, Matt. I should release a book of no, poems No, because too. I think just... poetry – I know you don't like poetry, but I think I'm some – what... How You're dare always you? banging on at me about how it doesn't make sense and you don't like it. That is not and I true. I love poetry. Anyway, I'm against poetry. All right. Anyway, what I like about this is that it kind of gives you like a poetry. really – <laughs> Way to shit all over my dreams, mate. You bloody old boot. Sorry, go on. You're talking about poetry. I can't now because you called it poetry. <laughs> Just don't think about that when you're reading <laughs> I, your favourite passage. No, you've released a str- – and now you're going to feel bad because I've chosen this poem that he put in his anthology, which is like really reminiscent of years and years, and now I can't read it. All right. You can read it. Anyway. But the reason I'm recommending this this is because it's a beautiful gift, I reckon, for Christmas because it – the poems in it aren't just sort of those staid old ones. So there are E. Cummings and, you know, even Shakespeare's in here and Walt Whitman, all of the older English poets um, and other poets that are, you know, very famous. But there's also just a lot of poems that are quite short. There are Korean poems in here. There are different translations. Mary Oliver is in here, who is one of my other favourite poets. And they're just really accessible and they're kind of the, the poems that really punch you in the guts. He says on the back, Poetry is deep play. It's comfort. It's challenge, just like a friend. And it's the kind of book you can dip in and out of. Anyway, one of the poems that I wanted to recommend after watching Years and Years is a poem called Home, and it begins, no one leaves home unless home is the mouth of a shark. You only run for the border when you see the whole city running as well. Do you Have you heard that poem? No, I haven't heard that. It's amazing. I won't read the whole thing. It's too long, but I'll just leave you with the end of it. It's by Warson Shear. Sure. Um. I want to go home, but home is the mouth of a shark. Home is the barrel of a gun. And no one would leave home unless home chased you to the shore, unless home tells you to leave what you could not behind, even if it's human. No one leaves home until home is a damp voice in your ear saying, leave, run now, I don't know what I've become. Mm. Ooh, dramatic. Very uplifting. I liked it when we were screaming at each other about Frozen too. (laughs) I know. Anyway, but it's just a really spectacular poem and I think that really captures the refugee kind of crisis in lots of ways and trying to get that empathy in 
Ears and Ears has a lot of themes on that. The other one I want to read you very quickly, I know we have to finish. It's called Asking the Way. And I just, there's something about it that I thought you might like. Um, I'll be the judge of things that I all like. Right. It's by Ko An, um, translated by Suji Kwok Kim. Um, and it's, it goes like this. You fools who ask what God is should ask what life is instead. Find a port where lemon trees bloom. Ask about places to drink in the port. Ask about the drinkers. Ask about the lemon trees. Ask and ask until nothing's left to ask. No, I won't do any of that. But I appreciate the <laughs> advice. Uh, I don't have any questions about God or lemon trees today. But, you know, if I, if I know, uh, if I do, I'll do whatever. All right, that. well, I like that because I thought that's great. Just look at life and look at your bloody lemon trees and enjoy them. Okay, this is the one for you. It's oh by the same God. author, Ko An, and it's the shortest poem in the whole book. Are you ready? Oh God, I hope it is. It goes like this, and I'll say it in your voice. I didn't die. Waking up, I hear that. That's it. That's the whole poem. Yeah, great. Great <laughs> poem. Not a poem. Like, that you bloody grinch. It's a sentence. No, a poem can be one line. Have you ever not heard of a haiku? You uncouth old dude. <laughs> You call it a poetry for God's <laughs> sake. Anyway, I love that. I didn't die waking up, I hear that. And that makes me think of you every morning waking up going, Ugh. what is that That um, a comedian that talks about? Life, it's every day or whatever. Yeah, it's life, every it's every day. Day. Yeah. single day. Yeah, I prefer that to whatever <laughs> that crap was. That is Anyway, it's Love is Strong as Death and it's a beautiful book. Well, but look, people other than the Grinch of Christmas over there. I can appreciate that. But listen. Can you, if people can you appreciate anything? I don't know. Mm, I struggle. You can look, appreciate if, if people, your pun about poetry. If people want to uh, appreciate hell. this podcast, they can because <laughs> you can give it a five-star review or whatever review you want really in app. This is from Jay Surback. It says, adorable and hilarious. I find the banter between the two hosts quite lovely. Maybe not this week. It was bloody, it's bloody, bloody knives out this week. You know what I'm talking about? I've already got three things to check out and I just started listening. Thanks for the Weekly Planet for tuning me onto this. Ah, we, the Weekly Planet podcast. That's, I highly recommend that one. Oh, it's, well, it's well yeah, worth a yeah, listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's if also much more popular. To, yeah. <laughs> by like, oh my God, by many hundreds of thousands of downloads. <laughs> yeah, but look, just because something's popular doesn't mean it's good. Well, I mean, weren't we just talking about that? Yeah, that Frozen Politicals. 2. Political I was going to say Frozen too, yeah. You know, people voted, voted, <laughs> voted in Trump and look where that's got everybody. Hey, everybody's got their reasons, man. I don't begrudge anybody. Anyway, life is not a things popularity needed, contest. Things needed to change. I don't think that's the answer necessarily, but I don't. I, I understand the reasonings behind All it. All right. No. Go and check out the Weekly Planet or yeah, the Weekly good. Planet of Poo. Oh, that's poor, Claire. If, <laughs> even by your standards, that's quite poor. I'm tired. It's late. But I still got you. No. No, I didn't. Not really. All right. Well, I'm going to give a recommendation. I feel embarrassed. Like if that's – you got me in that sense. Like I don't feel good about what happened. But it's not because I feel down on myself. I feel bad for you. <laughs> of course don't you feel you have a bad. You, you always have a feel bad about everything. Yes. So the, the – I can't laugh. I'm laughing now. Um, I got a recommendation from Fidel Reyes from the Great Mates oh, yeah, Facebook great. group. Admin, you're a ledge mate. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, it's I remember mean, I wanted to see this, yeah. It's Shia LaBeouf's character goes on the run with a Down syndrome man who has dreams of becoming a wrestler. They're both running from something and bond as their journey goes on. It's a wholesome friendship and story. Thank you so much, Fidel. That sounds awesome. The Buffy's back on track, it would say. 
Yeah. Yeah, correct. I'm really down with that. All right. If you have a recommendation or a suggestion or a comment to make, please tweet us at SuggestiblePod. You can go onto Instagram at SuggestiblePod. You can go on Facebook. You can also email us at contact at planetbcasting.com because right. I answer that or just email through the website. Yeah, or you can chuck it in the uh, the Great Mates group as well, the Planet Broadcasting Great we Mates. We would yeah. love that. Definitely. Um, thank you as always to Raw Collings for editing this uh Particularly James's drivel. Drivel? How dare you? I'm being so mean tonight. I'm sorry. I'm insightful in many ways. I mean, you just broke my heart when I was trying to get all deep and meaningful and recite poetry to you. But yeah, I'm not gonna, look, I'm not going to – you think I'm going to sit here and let that slide? <laughs> what, you, what kind of person do you think you're married to? Yeah, I know who I'm married to. The Grinch <sighs> of everything, of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> all right, we're done. It's all over. Right, it's, it's, it's finally – is it forever? I don't think so. Oh we'll be my back goodness. next week. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.